Hello and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Subnautica, developed and published by Unknown Worlds Entertainment. I had seen this game in the Xbox store. And in doing a little bit of research for it, I found that it was a stagnant world, meaning it's not randomly generated. It always looks the same, but it's an underwater survival game. Now, you could couple this with something like Ark or Minecraft, where it drops you in a world and you just kind of have to survive. But unlike those games, which debatable have a real quote unquote story this actually has a real story so looking into it i got very excited because i personally love water i love swimming and stuff like that so having a survival game based solely in water was really exciting for me so i was very excited when i first booted this up and started playing i immediately fell in love with this game and i'm just going to probably show my hand here this is in this is in my top five favorite games of all time so caleb what did you know about subnautica before i brought it up nothing (laughs) i've played a couple of these action adventure survival type games right of course minecraft um i've never played ark but like conan exiles Mm -hmm. um a a couple of them and i always start off real interested and i'm like oh my god this is so much fun i gotta survive and but i always get to the point of like once i know how to survive i'm done yeah i'm out minecraft i will say i i did get a little little bit more into just out of the creation aspect oh yeah i loved the fact that you could manipulate the world and all of that stuff so like one of the first things that i did is i took the world of minecraft and I created the Legend of Zelda from Link to the Past. Yeah. The entire map. <laughs> nice. To scale, which was actually really difficult. It took some time because you, you got you to gotta measure out that shit. Yes. Um, because I made it to where, you know how in the game you can walk into the castle mm-hmm. and you have those levels? Yeah. You can walk into the castle and you have those levels. Well, that's fine. And it's mapped out exactly like that. And... The appearance of the castle on the outside does not match (laughs) the bigness of it on the inside, (laughs) which that's where it gets a little challenging Mm -hmm. in the fact of, well, no, you want to, you kind of, to build it to scale, you want to match it. So I got really into that aspect of it. Yeah. I love like seeing all those videos, you know, people create entire towns in real life. You know, I mean, there's a guy who, um, they recreated the entire starship enterprise, I think. Yep. Um, you know, that was cool. Yeah. People make, you know, people make boats like ancient pirate ships and stuff. I mean, just, yeah, the creative aspect of that Uh, is just fascinating. My favorite ones are the ones from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Where you see like Minas Tirith. Yeah. Shire. And I think there's one server that that's what they're doing. They're just, they're building the entire middle earth, which I'm kind of like, how? Because last I knew the Minecraft world itself was not big enough (laughs) to build what is the known map of middle earth. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're building these things. And I'm like, man, that is, it's crazy. That is fucking awesome. And the only thing I can think of is the places themselves are to scale, but the distances in between them, maybe not so much. Right. Mm. But I digress. I I've played these types of games before, but I lose interest in them pretty quickly. I was interested in the fact that you're right. This is a water game. And like, I, I'm obsessed with water. 
which is really funny because I'm also deathly terrified of it at the same time. <laughs> and what I mean by that is any body of water in which I cannot see the bottom of, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I do not like because it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. I don't like the unknown. Yep. It's, it's that creepy, unknown, <laughs> defenseless factor of like, there's a giant shark down there. Their natural mechanism is so when I look down, you don't see the shark. But it comes up and you feel the shark. <laughs> and like, you know, those whole movies where you see like the fin f- coming at you and the... Yeah. That, that shit doesn't happen. <laughs> that is not a common thing. You do not know a shark is coming your way. It can come up from b- underneath you. Like, I have learned enough about this. And, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I love all the creatures in it. I love the... I actually even love the unknown factor. Because even to this day, we're... Like, we know more about outer space than we know about our own ocean. And that's cool to me. So there was you did kind of draw me in with this, like, hey, you're a, a submariner in a sense, yep. right? And so I, I was I was skeptical, but I looked on the Xbox store. The game wasn't very expensive. I, I gotta say, I think this is the first true indie game that we've ever talked about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a big indie game person there is a couple of them that i like and i i kind of have been getting more and more into them like um enter the gungeon yeah <laughs> i i started an indie game i started playing that i got into it and then i realized like there's some true value in some of these indie games so you may not be too far away from on the money here so i i I, I gave it a chance for you, my friend. Well, I'm glad that was, you did. That was it. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, I was really into this game once I started playing it. Um, you know, it has all the fun little crafting stuff of survival games where you can craft tools to help you out to do certain things. You can craft bases, um, you know, to kind of give yourself a point to rest and store all your stuff. Uh, you can create, you know, submersibles to help you traverse the environment. Yeah. One of the things I do like about this game, though, is that aside from the smaller fish, which you use to for food and water um, when you first start there, you don't get rewarded for killing anything. No. And that devastated me. <laughs> but it's by design. This company, um, they actually created a game that was like a shooter game. Yeah. And after they released it, there was a, a school shooting and the 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 people at the company decided that they didn't want to do anything like that ever again. They wanted to create a world where you could be in that did have dangers, but offered other avenues of escape. So you can kill the creatures in this game, even the big bad monster creatures, but you don't get anything for it. There's no reward. And there's them, no. And that's why, because but, they don't want it, you to do it. And I will say, though, there is a part where it does get confusing, mm-hmm. right? Because as you go through the crafting system, you you start off with just basically your little pod, right? Yeah. And you fix up the pod, and the pod can only allow you to do a finite amount of n- number of things. So then you need to build this thing so that you can keep building other things and so on and so forth. And they require more and more and more resources of different varieties, mm-hmm. right? Well, I got to a part 
and this is when I learned you don't get anything from killing these things because you get like a little um, plasma knife. Yes. And that's just the main purpose of that plasma knife is to defend yourself because it takes a while to kill these things. Oh, yeah. Like an ungodly long time. Because all the only weapon you have is the plasma knife. It's mainly used for cutting up resources. Mm-hmm. Seaweed and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, which, some of the plants. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's that's interesting. But then I went to... There's... um. It, it, it reminds me of a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. The one with the, like, the really long nose and the shark teeth and everything. You have to have its fin as a material. Wait, which one? It um, it's got like a red, red and white fin. It's got the really elongated nose, the sharp teeth. It normally lives in oh, the no. seaweed it, areas. No, that it's a, it's the tooth. It's not a fin. Oh, it, it, you need the tooth. Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, the yeah the te- the teeth are the crafting materials. But so I'm like, okay, well, I know where these creatures live because they always live amongst the seaweed. Mm-hmm. So I go to that area. And I start fighting one of these things. And I mean, like, this was like an epic battle. (laughs) Because when you hit it the first time, he kind of swims away. And then he comes back around to try and attack you again. And if you dodge and hit him again, he books it. (laughs) Like, straight up, like, this fight ain't worth it. I'm losing. So then you swim after him. And you're just still beating on him. And, like, he then just, like, stops moving. And kind of, like, starts floating down. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm, like, swimming all around him. I'm like, wait. Okay, do I need to hit him again? So I hit him again. Nothing. I got nothing. So I'm like, well, then how the hell do I get this tooth? And it wasn't until I built a certain thing that it basically allowed me to, like, pinpoint resources. Mm-hmm. Which took me a while to figure out um, to how to do that. But once I was able to do that, I realized it, it it's kind of like shark teeth where they just shed them. And you're picking them up off the floor. Yep. that's. And I was like, oh. And then I had a conversation with you because I'm like, I'm super confused. Like, why am I not getting like meat or <laughs> or, or something to help my survival in this? And mm-hmm. you basically explaining to me, well, yeah, you don't. No, dude, you don't get rewarded for killing things. Yeah. You're not a barbarian. It's <laughs> like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. So that's. The, yeah. Those are the stalkers. They're one of the first you know, bad enemy fish that actually like try to take a swipe at you. No, no, they're a joke. Well, compared to some of yeah. these fucking bad fish that take a swipe. <laughs> at you. Like there was one where I, I swear to God, I shit my pants. Like it was, whew. was that the Reaper Leviathan? The one with the mandibles in the front yes. that grabs your ship. And like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I didn't have a ship at the time. Oh yeah. That's so even worse. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, as we progress through and I'll, I'll kind of talk about it because I didn't, I knew there was a storyline. I tried playing through the storyline to a certain extent. I was still trying to survive. I was exploring because that's the parts of the of these type of games that I like. The exploration. Mm-hmm. What's new to find, right? Where can I find them? How can I find them? Where do I, like, all that stuff. So, like, one of the first things that I built was the scanner. And I scanned the shit out of everything. Yep. <laughs> Because I liked that. I I, got to say, I liked that aspect of it. They built detail, which I do kind of have like, 
how were were there other worlds where these things existed on them because <laughs> i would scan this fish and then it basically named the fish gave me all the biological details of the fish like all this information that I'm like, this little shitty like external <laughs> scanner, there's no way that I could do this unless if this fish already existed in the computer's database. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And as far as you know, in accordance to the storyline, nobody's been to this planet. Well, there have been. Well, no. But nobody that you know Nobody of, that you as the player character know, yes. Yeah. Or like of your species? No, the Degasi group were human. Were they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I was confused because I didn't no. think they were. Yeah, no. But, so I'm just like, where the fuck is this information coming <laughs> from? But it was it was cool because it was, it was a shit ton of information. It, it is, yeah. And so, like, um, since you're the one who's, who's mainly played this game, <laughs> as, like, the newbie coming into this... I liked it. It did have um, your basic game modes. Yes. Right. So, like, you start up the game, you go into a new file. You can either do a survival run, a freedom mode, which you have to, which is like survival, um, but you don't get hungry or thirsty, Mm -hmm. which I'm kind of like, that's. Because in survival mode, it's basically the same thing. You have health, you have hunger. You have thirst and you have oxygen because you're underwater. You have to breathe. It yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, but if you die, you lose some of your inventory. I noticed not all of it, so but some of it. So here's how that mechanic works. Um, every time you leave a hatch, it it saves your inventory. Okay. If you pick when you pick up new stuff. Okay. If you die, you lose all but one random item of whatever you picked up. Oh. So you, if you pick up five titanium and one copper and then you die, you will lose four, four, titanium. four titanium and one of the cop and your copper. copper. Yeah. It, but it'll keep everything that you had on you when you went through the hatch. So that even includes things you build, mm-hmm. by the way, which I learned the hard way and I was super pissed about. Because where I died was on the side of a cliff. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so, like, it all falls and goes to settle on the bottom of the ocean floor. Yep. And I went back to pick it up and noticed some of my stuff was lower down. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, well, I have the oxygen. I'll swim down and get it. And then it was like, you're being crushed to death. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I, like, was trying to swim back up as quickly as I could. But, um, yeah, so you that's survival mode. Freedom mode is survival but with hunger and thirst disabled, hardcore mode is survival. But if you die, it's permadeath. Yep. Um, and then you have creative mode where basically everything's disabled and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, so I, of course, going, okay, well, to me, survival mode is the mode for a new person to play to really experience the game at it, what it's supposed to be, its potential. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I started off with. And, like, it, it was interesting because you're like, oh, shit, I'm in outer space. Oh, shit, my ship gets attacked. Or, <laughs> yeah, right, your ship gets attacked. Yeah. And you crash. And you were lucky to be basically what you to believe at that time, the only survival, survivor in this one lone escape pod that's, like, 100 meters away from your ship. 
something um, like that, 150 meters. Yeah. You're pretty close. Your ship is fucking huge. Oh, yeah. So you're like, oh, shit, right? And you wake up and you're, you're, everything's damaged. You're, I think the only thing that works is the, the one thing to craft stuff. The fabricator, yeah. Yeah, the fabricator. But like, you've got to fix your oxygen. You've got to fix your communicator, which you can only partially fix. You can receive communications, but you can't send out communications. And so that's like your first big task. Mm-hmm. So you like drop down into the water and start swimming around and it's like telling you all these things about how like this is a leviathan class planet <laughs> which basically means there are leviathan class fish so that was my first indication of like oh fuck <laughs> right like yeah hopefully they're friendly maybe but some normally of them. some nor- of- normally leviathan class fish aren't 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 friendly the reefbacks are gentle giants yeah and you got the big like uh pink jellyfish bubble things oh the floaters the floaters yeah, yeah. floaters yeah they're they're nice yeah i mean unless you get them stuck to you because then you they can get them stuck to you oh yeah yeah oh. that's you can actually use them like let's just say that you like you get your would you say you get your one of your submersibles stuck? Yeah. You can actually go pick up floaters and then put them on that, and they will, like, lift it and pull it up to the surface. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. a fun little mechanic. Yeah. No, I used it to, like, because, like, there were these big boulders blocking certain things, and I was like, how the fuck do I get into this? So I, like, threw them on the boulder, yep. and it, like, floated it was... the boulder up, and I was like, ha-ha! Yeah. I beat you, game! <laughs> Nope, nope. Now I just realized that's just part of the game mechanic. Thanks. Thanks, Chris, for ruining my achievement. You're welcome. It's what I do. Um, But yeah, so then, like, you have to survive. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, like, of course, knowing it's a survival game, I'm like, let's get food. Yep. Let's get water. Wait, I'm in water. <laughs> How do I get water? Um, And so luckily, like, I died within the first 10 minutes. Usually you do. Yep, yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, I suffocated to death. Okay. Because that cave system, like, I picked up the floaters. I attached it to the boulder. I went into the cave system. Got lost in said cave system. <laughs> you don't start off with a huge oxygen tank. No, it's only 45 seconds, I think. Yeah. So, like, basically every 45 seconds you have to hit the surface, refill your oxygen tank, and then you can dive back down. Mm-hmm. And... Like, but I got lost in the cave. No, that, no, that happens, yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Ah, oh, oh, this game. Fucking game. One of the things I do like about it, though, is that the game does provide you the option to build a floating air pump yeah. and pipes. So you can, like, if you want to, you can actually float an air pump and then put pipes down into if you want to go exploring a cave system. Um, like, that's readily available when you first start because the game is designed so so i said that the world was not procedurally generated it is yes. a stagnant world yeah what does change though is your spawn location your pod oh can, does it yeah your pod has like four or five different locations it can spawn in and all that really does is just it just determines your starting location it doesn't really mean anything mm. but um the game is meant so you know, you once you get in the water and you start exploring and gathering materials, you gather enough to then push that sphere out bigger. Yeah. So you can go and explore farther and farther. So, yeah, like, yeah, the first well, time, like one of the things you can build are bases, like yeah. you said, and 
you use the plural bases instead of base. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because it does. Like there's a there's a thing that pops up that basically says make sure you do not go more than 250 meters away from your escape pod. Because mm-hmm. the the risk of survival greatly depreciates. Yep. And I was like, well, that's a weird mechanic. Like this world is much bigger than that. And I kind of I kind of then realized, well, it's meant for you to go 250 meters out build a base and then go 250 meters out, build a base. Mm -hmm. And basically you set up all these little bases around the world. So that no matter where you're at, you have some sort of access point to fabrication or or whatever you make that base to be. Cause there's a shit. There is a lot in this game. Oh my gosh. There is crazy. I, I didn't realize cause you unlock it in stages. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh God, this is all like, am I just supposed to survive? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't like games that where all you're doing is solely surviving because again, after a certain point, it's like, well, I know I can get enough of these fish fairly easy, make them food, get enough of these fish, make them oxygen, get water, water. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Um, You know, and then boom, I survive. Yeah. I'm done. I beat the game. Yay. Yeah. And it's one of the things I like about it. And that's a great segue to get into the plot is that there's actually a story here. So Yeah. yeah, like you were saying, the game starts with you getting into an escape pod because the ship that you're in has been shot by an energy weapon above a planet, 4546B, and you are the, to your knowledge, the sole survivor of this crash landing. And as you progress through the game, things start happening. You start noticing that you've been infected with an alien agent. Yeah. And you find that the energy came from a specific location. So now the game is forcing you to go to that location and figure out what's going on. You learn that this planet was inhabited by creatures or a race called the precursors. And they were studying uh, this disease and it escaped into the populace. Yeah. And so what happened was there was an immediate shutdown of all operations and the planet went on quarantine, which means nothing on or off the planet, which is why your ship got shot down. Oddly and- timing for you to choose this game, Chris. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Go ahead. And so as you go and explore, now like you were saying, right? You do get a scanner and that scanner you can use to scan everything in the environment. Including yourself. Including yourself, which is how you learn that you've been infected. Yep. So now it becomes a race. I need to figure out how to A, heal myself from the infection. B, turn off the energy weapon so I can somehow leave the planet. And C, contact or get some information about how I can get off the planet from my home base. Yeah. Because the ship that you're tra- traveling on is called the Aurora. It's part of a, um, an Altera, the Altera corporation. And like you were saying, you can repair your radio and to receive transmissions. And part of what you receive are, SOS transmissions from other survivors saying, Hey, our pod is located here. And that's a mechanic to get you out and to explore some more and give you an idea. And usually you can find pretty good gear in or around those locations. Uh, you know, so like you need the scanner, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I noticed there are like 
boxes or the shipwrecks or whatever, mm-hmm. the pod wrecks. And within those, you can scan certain items and it gives you parts of blueprints for that item. Yes. The problem that I kept running across is after I got that item, I kept scanning fucking parts for the same item over and over and over and over and over again. Because there are some items that are more prominent Mm -hmm. than other items, which I was kind of like, okay, well, one, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, But two, like, as far as the game development goes it does get monotonous because you're like i need something new i need something new i need mm-hmm. something new in order for me to get this next blueprint or be able to advance to the next stage i need to scan items like this and it, i was getting upset because i was like i can't fucking find them no and that's a very valid point is that yeah like for instance the biggest submersible you can i mean it, it is a, it's a submarine basically yep. i mean it's everything but autonomous but the biggest submersible you can get is called the cyclops yep. and for the cyclops you need you know you need to scan three hull fragments and three engine fragments and three cockpit uh, fragments. Now yeah. you're right. You'll find engine compartments laying around all over the place. But after you scan your first three, if you scan an, another engine component, you're just going to get a couple bits of titanium. You're not going to get anything towards the hull or the cockpit. Well, and I can you, see why. I, I don't feel like you even those couple bits of titanium at that point, right? Oh like, yeah. You, you're pretty good on titanium. You know where to go to find it. You can find a plethora of it. So like it's even like, hey, this was fucking pointless yeah like, and, and the game is not good about telling you where there's those things are but no. because it's by design about it wants you to go explore yeah but i can see how it's frustrating trust me i have played through this game probably seven or eight times in its entirety i have not because i love this game that much there are still times where i'm like where is the where where is the code the so i can get the reinforced dive suit because it's better for thermal protection and i now need to go like swimming into an active volcano vent for thermal power yeah where is that again like i need to remind my and sometimes those locations change Hmm. where i found it in my second to last playthrough it was not in my last playthrough Nice. Yeah. So I had to look up and be like, where else can this thing spawn? So I get that that can be super frustrating. No, and and, and a minor frustration, though, because still the exploration of the world was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, What really threw me off and like where I originally thought this game was a quick game. Mm -hmm. So you crash. Yep. Right. You fix all your shit. And then your computer basically tells you like, hey, in the big ship. The reactor's cracked. <laughs> you only have this much time before it blows up. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I only have that much time to figure out a way to survive that explosion. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so first thing I did was, well, maybe I can fix the crack. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that I remember, because I, I made the comment that you, you're only supposed to go 250 meters away from your, your pod... For me, the ship was 500 meters away. Okay. But I was like, I can see it. I'm safe. <laughs> so I start going towards the ship. And I'm, I'm I'm swimming around this big-ass ship. Oh, did you swim to the back? Looking for... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Look, Looking for a way into the ship. <laughs> and then I swim to the back of the ship. And I hear this music. And it might as well have been because 
I'm like, oh shit, I know that to be like the hey, right? Some bad shit's going on. So I like, I'm on the surface, oh. right, looking, and so I like bob down. Oh no, <laughs> to look under the water to see what's coming. Scary, at me. scary. I don't like it. And all I see is this just it's a joker looking motherfucking face with sharp ass teeth and these huge round claws off of its head yeah and it just like shoots up (laughs) from the blackness (laughs) that is below me and that's the point where i was like oh damn (laughs) and like i like oh Oh, god a little pee just came out yep oh Oh. yep that that just happened as my character got nunched yeah. to death. Because, <laughs> like, there was no... Oh, yeah, no. I can't outswim it. No. I can't. I, like, I like he hit me once, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm still alive. And there was, like, this little rock next to me. So I started trying to jump on the <laughs> land, and he was like, nope, fuck you, motherfucker. Oh, God. And, like, ate me. And I was like, what the fuck, Chris? <laughs> what the fuck did you get me into? I hate this game. This makes all of my fears about water, like, real. I'm going to have nightmares about this shit. It was terrible. And for the rest of the game, or the rest of the time that I played, I never returned to that location. Oh, yeah. No, you just... No, there's a Reaper behind the ship. You just learn to not go there, which really sucks because there are blueprints for the cyclops in that area so if you if you want to get them from there which in my opinion is the safest place to get them you literally have to go in like skimming the ground and constantly moving to make sure that that reaper doesn't get you because yeah it's terrifying so like is he the worst thing in the game in my opinion yes okay there is another leviathan class called a ghost leviathan there are a couple of places you can encounter them. The most terrifying place. So to get back to the plot a little bit, you crash land in what's called um, the the crater. Because basically what happened is, is you've crash landed in a, what used to, what is a dormant volcano in the crater of that volcano. And there's a couple of different biomes um, and they've all got different names. Like the main place that you land is called the safe shallows. Can you guess why it's called the safe shallows? Cause nothing there wants to kill you except for the crash fish and crash fish are nothing to really worry about unless you get swarmed by three of them. Like I did and th- yeah. three crash fish will kill you. So, um, So you land in there. Now, outside of that crater is called the dead zone. And I kid you not, if you start to head into the dead zone, your computer AI actually says to you, we are picking up um, multiple Leviathan class entities out here. Are you sure this is worth it? And if you stay in the dead zone, a new ghost Leviathan will spawn every 30 seconds. And, oh, shit. and come after you. The dead zone is the most terrifying place. But in my opinion, the Reaper is the scariest enemy because it has a tendency for jump scares. <laughs> yeah, that thing, like, it popped out of fucking nowhere at me. And I was like, uh, no bueno. <laughs> I was playing this the other night and my girlfriend came out and you know, I was talking to her about it and she knows how much I love this game. And I was, I was explaining to her why the Reaper Leviathans were so scary. And I said, do you want me to show you? And she said, yes. So I swent, So I, I hopped in my little submersible called the Seamoth and I 
submersibled my way out there. And literally, I said this to her. I can't force myself to continue because I'm so scared of what's going to happen. And you're right. It's dark. It's murky. You can kind of see him as a shadow because basically he looks like an eel with four mandibles on his face. And if you're in the Seamoth, he will grab you, spin you around to look him in his Joker face and scream and then just crush you. And if you're not in a Seamoth, you get Caleb's experience. Yeah, he was mean. And even me, a veteran player who has played this game a whole bunch, I'm still like, I don't want to go there. I know this is bad. He is terrifying, and I'm supposed to stay away from him. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, yeah. right? Um, I, 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 I looked up what the ghost Leviathan looks like, because <laughs> I never came across one. Okay. Right? And um, in this slew of pictures one of the things one of the little sub captions was the five scariest subnautica creatures <laughs> and um that one that that he's he's number five the reaper leviathan reaper leviathan yeah man oh, wait he's number five who's who what is one through four okay so one is the sea trenda leviathan sea treader Sea Treader. Yes, sorry. Sea Treader Leviathan. They're the scariest? No, I, I think it's going least to most. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, okay. Then their numbering is weird then. Yeah. I'm like... Warper is the second one. Fuck those guys. They're not Leviathans, but they're assholes. They can teleport you out of your ship. Oh, so, can they? So yeah, you're driving around in your Seamoth. All of a sudden, bwomp, they teleport you out. You're in front of them, and they basically have sickles for hands, and they take a swipe at you. They're assholes. Still not scary, though. See, I thought they were the alien race that were, like, defending the planet because they're not like any other fucking creature so, that you come across. The thing I thought that you would like most about this game is the lore aspect of it. And if you read their lore, yeah. they're, they're mechanically engineered. They took they took an organism and then grafted mechanical components. The organism already had the ability to teleport. They just grafted all this mechanical stuff on them and turned Created them. Created this motherfucker. Yeah, basically they're hunters. They're like, if you are infected, we hunt you down and kill you. And then what I consider to be probably the scariest looking motherfucker, um, the sea dragon Leviathan. Oh, yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah, like the picture they have of him is he's literally like holding your ship and his giant ass mouth goes. Bruh! Yeah, and he's, he's about to shove you in it. See, he is he's deadlier than the Reaper, in my opinion, but I don't think he's scarier. I would I would rather face 100 sea dragons than one Reaper. Oh, no, he's massive, dude. Well, yeah, he's big, but like uh, he does not. He, uh. <laughs> he, he looks huge there. I don't know. There's a lot of fan art. Yeah. So it definitely like, um, like sea emperor. Is the that a thing? Sea emperor is a thing again, not scary. No, but he is really cool looking. Like I gotta really give cool it looking. these, the creatures in this thing are really cool. Look, except for the fucking reaper. Fuck the reaper. I know. I, seriously. Like I didn't even see all of him. I'm seeing a picture of what his full length is and everything like that. Cause Mind you, all I saw was the face. Yeah. The face coming at you. Um, and then I was deadsies. 
he's big. He's a big, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of these creatures are unique. They're interesting. They're yeah. Sorry. I, I digress. Go ahead with your storyline. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you're fine. Take away from it. I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. So you, so yeah, you, you, you know, you've crash landed on this planet. You find that you're infected. You have all this list of stuff that you need to do. And you find data pads from the Degasi team, which basically is kind of the same thing. They are a group of people. They were on a spaceship. They crash land um, on the planet. And now you're finding kind of like their remnants because they crashed, you know, a, a mu- it was 10 years. They crashed yeah. 10 years prior to you crashing. And the game just, you know, it just, it has a really good way of just kind of gradually hinting about where you can go and, you know, what you need to do to, to accomplish the actual story. And I really liked it. I like the fact that at the end of the, you know, the end of the story is you get off the planet, you know, you cure yourself, you turn the weapon off, you build a space shuttle and you leave the planet and you want to talk about gaming melancholy, right? This is that phenomenon that I talk about Yeah. when you finish a game and you just kind of sit and sad. The first time I beat this game, I just sat there during the end credits and was like, wow, like my journey is over. My, 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 you know, I survived. I made it off this planet. I took all of these elements and I bent them to my will. So I, but I was so sad to watch, leave my base, leave my, my vehicles, you know, I got everything that you had created. Yeah. I'd gotten so attached to, you know, like I had one big base kind of centrally located yeah. um, around other areas where I knew materials were easy to get to. And then I built one little remote base much farther and deeper into the planet that I could still access with my um, Seamoth because the Seamoth maxes out at a depth of 900 meters. Yeah. And I built my base at 850 meters. <laughs> so I could drive my Seamoth from my main base down to my secondary base because that's another place where large mineral deposits are located. So I put a little outpost there and would just use that for gathering materials that I need, you know, and just knowing that I'm leaving all of that behind. It was just really made me dedication. Yeah. It just made me really sad. But the nice thing was that I was just able to delete my save file and start all over again. And, you know, now I have a better understanding of everything and, you know, you're able to dive back in. Um, and, and take all of that knowledge with you. And it just, it makes the second playthrough even better because you're like, I know where I need to go and I know what I need to do. And I know where all the good stuff is located. Yeah. And it, it makes your playthrough easier, but the experience of I'm still stranded on this planet and I still need to find a way off. Like it's still with you. Yeah. You know, and there's a ton of cool little fun stuff to find in the game. You know, you can find creature eggs. I, I, I wish they could like convey that you can get off a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is this part in the storyline where they do give you kind of like this little, um, sense of hope. Yeah. Right. Like uh. after you receive your picture radio, you receive a radio communication from another ship that says like, Hey, we got your SOS. Like if this is fucking real, you need to let us know. Cause you're, you're quite a bit away from our route, but 
we can come and and save you. And I was like, well, I can't help you. Like I, I can't communicate. Mm -hmm. So, well, there went that, that was a nice little jab to the nuts game. Good job. (laughs) And then you receive another one of like, nope, nope. We, we've kind of confirmed that you, you are real. If there are any survivors, we are on our way. It will take us this long to get to you. So then I'm like, Oh shit, all I need to do is survive. Literally, at that point, I stopped looking for materials. Yeah. I I, I just I stocked up on food, water, kind of like built up some defenses, <laughs> you can call it, like just, you know, made sure that I was safe mm-hmm. and everything. And then they're like, okay, we're here, or we're getting close. You know, we've scanned the planet. This is where we can come and pick you up at. Make sure that you're there. And then I went. Oh, fuck. That's really far away. <laughs> and like they had, you can build um, like a scuba propulsion thing. Yeah. Like we actually have them in the real world where it's, you know, just a little hand held propeller. Yeah. Motorized that, like, propeller thing. Yeah. yeah. That, propels you through the water a lot faster so i made one of those and i was like okay i can do this and sat down towards the surface thinking for whatever reason the surface was the safest place yeah right just praying to god not another one of those things came after me and that's when i started coming upon like the gentle giant leviathans and all that shit right Mm -hmm. like i started seeing some of the other beauties of this world But then in the distance, there was this island and it started growing. And I was like, oh, shit, there's actual like land masses Mm -hmm. on this. And one of the things that I noticed, depending on the tide, Mm -hmm. depended on how much of this landmass was actually accessible. Really? Yeah. Have you never noticed that? No. The tide will cover the land masses and decrease it so on a full moon hmm. it raises and it can cover some of these land masses interesting like i thought that was a cool mechanic yeah because when i first showed up it was a full moon and i went how the hell are they supposed to land here like i i guess i'll go and chill on this other little island there's over no here. beach yeah yeah and wait and as the sun was starting to rise, the water started to lower and there was the beach. And huh. I was like, holy shit. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And like, because like your ship is so massive that, and it's so far away that you, you can't really tell mm-hmm. where the water level is on it and everything. But like that landmass in particular, because it was actually like, the only other couple of massive landforms that I saw were being held up by giant floaters. Yep, the ancient floaters. Yeah, so it didn't matter what the water level was. Mm-hmm. They always sat on the surface, right? Right. But with that one, it's actually, like, embedded in the earth. Oh, yeah. It, you know? So, like, I was like, that's kind of a cool mechanic. Mm-hmm. But he then sits there and he's like, okay... We see you, we're coming in, and you see this ship coming in, and you're like, yeah! 
And this fucking gun goes. <laughs> and they're like, why are you targeting us? And I'm like, I'm not doing shit. Don't die. Evasive maneuver. Slowly drift to the left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just listed lazily to the left. And like, it gets blown up. Mm. And I'm like, Okay, let's explore this thing that just blew this thing up. Let's do that. <laughs> and, yep. like, that's when you start experiencing, like, the alien technology. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I said, really great mechanics to kind of get you out there. Because unless you were just naturally exploring yourself, right, you wouldn't have known that there was a landmass to the north of you nope. that had an alien structure you could go in and look at. And that is a key component, you know? Yeah. I mean... Well, there's a teleporter on that that mm-hmm. teleports you to the far south, I think it is. Uh, um, yeah, because there's another island on the south, too. Yeah. yeah. And it teleports you to that island, which is being held up by the ancient floaters. Mm. And, like, you can explore that one. And you that's when, like... That's when I found out... Um, other people had been there mm-hmm. because those pods and everything that you can build yeah. were built on this island, but like destroyed and rusted over and all this shit. And yeah. I was like, huh, mm-hmm. maybe that's why they're in my database and everything like that. Like all these little fish and stuff. That makes sense. Because like it looked like the stuff that I could build. Yeah. But at the same time, it was basically telling me that this was an unclassified planet. Like, so, like, I got the hint that, well, nobody's been here. But we have been here. Yeah. And it, it makes more sense explaining the storyline of, like, you had this thing. They quarantined the planet. They completely shut it down. And then, you know, if they were fucking around with shit, corporations got to corporate. Yeah. Like, we're going to cover all this shit. Shred the files. Yeah, right. Where's my blonde secretary that just sits at the shredder? <laughs> Like, and I, I kind of felt like that's, um, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Because as you explore more and more, it does give you these data pads and these informations, right? You, you mentioned like you get the, the radio symbols of, Hey, we're, we're this pod and we've landed in this place. And if there are any survivors come and save us because there's this thing that's yeah attacking our pod yeah it's like oh yeah we crash landed we're 200 meters from the surface and we're near some place with some glowing pink mushrooms or something yeah and then you'll get a little icon that's like sometimes you'll get a little icon that'll tell you oh this is their general vicinity or you have to go and actually like look for it yeah um but yeah well and like i like the one where they were like we're being attacked by this ginormous monster Mm -hmm. come save us (laughs) and i'm like i can't survive the no you get to die (laughs) you get to start that out yourself yep good luck buddy (laughs) call me call me when it's over (laughs) because there was one where i'm like i literally thought like the the fish they were describing Mm -hmm. was the reaper yeah and i'm like no I, i i have nothing and at this point i didn't know that you couldn't well, you could, but you didn't get anything from it. Yeah. And I was waiting for some sort of better weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you go to that turret and you explore around in it, in the display case, there's a bomb. Yeah. And there's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I get these? <laughs> I fucking need these to survive. Yeah. Like, 
how do I, I scan it and I'm like, yay, I have the blueprint for it now. No, no it just gives you some fucking background information. I was so bummed. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, how I am know. I supposed to survive these giant ass fish? Which is ironic because I had a feeling that would be both your favorite and your least favorite aspect of this game. I'm like, Caleb will love all of the lore and all of the, the data pad reading and all of the information he can glean from everything by scanning it. He will hate the fact he can't have a gun <laughs> to defend himself. Speed is your defense against it. In the Seamoth, you are faster than everything else. And Yeah, I, I realize that. But the problem that I had was not knowing where enough of the resources were and mm-hmm. everything. And it took me a while to build the um, observation pod. Yeah. Which is in that pod... Because, uh, like, I built it underwater. I built it at a place where I, like, I was trying to figure out how to build. Because it's not clear. Um, they they don't give you any kind of, like, hey, this is how you do this. Yeah. This is how you do that. It's a do it. Yeah. Do it or die. And you die. And then you do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, but, like, I built the observation pod. It took me a while to figure out, like, hey... I can have it scanned for resources. Mm -hmm. So I had it scanned for resources and I was expecting those resources to pop up on my map or in my field of view or whatever. And they didn't. I'm like, how the hell does this work? I didn't realize you had to take out one of the little camera pods and actually go kind of like scan around the area. And at least for me, if you are not a person that can memorize directions through visibility mm-hmm. you're fucked because it can get really hard to navigate around there well yeah um i'm sorry that it took you so long because there Forever, is ever bro there is an upgrade you can get that actually links the data from the scanning room to your hud i so, hate you so, so much you, you right now. can eventually set it up so, so you can turn on the scanner and then leave and then it'll just come up but you're right that is what you do because you said that you expecting it to pick up on your map quote unquote, but there actually is no map. Yeah. There's no map in the game. And that's again, by design, you know, you wouldn't have a map. If you crash landed on an alien planet, you would have to. Yes. And no, you wouldn't. No, because with the technology, if I'm, if I'm swimming around and everything, I can, I'm not going to say this word right. And I already know it. I can cartographer (laughs) my own map. (laughs) What is the action of creating a map? Right? (laughs) But, like, I could do that. Right. So, Fog of War. Yes. Like, anywhere that I haven't been, yeah, I wouldn't have a map for it. And I wouldn't necessarily know how big the planet is and everything like that. But Mm. where I've been, I could see. Right. And some of these resources were well within where I've been. And, like, I should have been able to link all that information and everything. But. But you are right. it, before Challenge. yeah before you get to that point yeah the thing to do is like oh cool send out you control the little camera drone fly it to the resource that you want back out of it you can you have the drone marker yeah because you can turn markers on and off for certain things yep um and then yeah then you can go swim, swim to where to the, the camera is and then that unless be if one of those shark tooth motherfuckers that is true bastards they they, they they grab the drone yeah they'll grab them off the observatory yes you cannot build too close to stalkers and the the like 
they moved the drones around. I'm like, bitch, that thing was charging. Put it back on the thing. <laughs> like that little annoying three-year-old that wants to play on your iPad and just unplugs it and yes. brings it to you. And you're like, yes. no. <laughs> like I was just, and here's the funny part is where I crash landed. I wasn't really close to the stalkers and I actually built the observatory just a little bit further away from that. And they would still swim towards it yeah, and grab it. That. And I'm like, <clears throat> Dude, I you're had, just doing this to be a dick. Yeah, I built my my primary base. I tend to always build in the same location again because I know the area and I, it's it's centrally located in at like a corn like a intersection mm-hmm. of the three main areas when you first start. So there's it's like really close to the safe shallows. It's close to the kelp forest, which okay. is where the stalkers live. Yeah, and then it's close. It's also close to what's called the grassy plateau which is that area with all like the red grass kind of in the sand yeah so i kind of build like right there well if you go out beyond the grassy plateau you encounter enemies they're like they're called bone sharks and they're basically they're like segmented sharks yeah right yeah yeah well I traveled past that place so often that I somehow aggroed a bone shark and he just kept coming back towards my base every time I would go past it until one point he literally was outside my front door and I was like, I got to do something with you because you shouldn't be here. But yeah, enemies will do that. They will migrate based on your travel patterns. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what happened is I, cause I was going through that section cause I would, it took me a while to figure out like, Hey, where are these resources and everything like that? Mm -hmm. And I need this and I need this. And like you fabricate resources from other resources. And then sometimes you just need them in their raw form. It's really cool trying to figure out all of these things and just kind of keep creating. Um, Some of the big problems that I had storage storage is a huge problem. Storage is a huge problem. Um, Because like, you just you collect so much and you start making so much and everything like that. Uh, I wish they had kind of a bigger storage management system or something that you could build that was just solely like a big massive storage box. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're telling me I can build living quarters. You're telling me I can build an observatory, but I can't build a room where I just store all this shit. Right. I build a room and then I put like eight large storage containers in it. Why can't I just build a room that is a storage container? Basically that's eight large storage containers, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. And so like, I, I wish there was a little bit better with this, the storage management because I, a lot of times I just threw it on the ground. Yeah. Hope it was still there when I came back. Well, like, so like you can eventually build a trash can and that will delete items. So if you have an over, like an over amount of titanium you could just put like titanium in the trash can and it'll just delete it so you don't have to drop it yeah you know but i i totally agree the the store like storage goes from i never have enough to now like i have more than more storage than i need because i'm at a point where i don't need all these resources anymore yeah because you've built what you needed with them and everything like that. yeah so it's like you know i want to keep 20 titanium on hand in case I want to build something, you know? So yeah, there is that part doesn't scale really well, but like, um, the power cells, it took me a while to figure out. Like I basically, I would build a power cell. It would run dry. And then I'd be like, well, that's garbage. And I would just throw it on the ground and build mm-hmm. another power cell. Cause I didn't realize you could charge them. Yes. 
Yeah. Like, it took me a while until I was like, oh, shit, this charges my power cells. Motherfuckers. Yeah. I, like, yeah, my runs typically, I I typically end up with probably about 10 batteries. Yeah. Not, like, just in storage. Because I'm constantly, you're constantly finding them or building them. And, yeah, you can turn batteries into power cells. But, yeah, like, you get a lot of batteries or you end up making a ton of batteries before you get the ability to recharge them. Yeah. Because the the blueprints for the chargers are not, like, readily available when you first start. So you no. will create or find batteries a lot before you get to a point where you can start recharging them. Well, so I, I wouldn't say it was that bad. Um, you know, Yeah, you d- didn't have to get that far? I didn't have to get that far because mm-hmm. I, was, I was slow progressing through my tree and everything like that and i was just kind of like okay i built this thing it has a finite amount of energy Mm -hmm. i'm going to use it sparingly so like i didn't fast travel a whole lot it was a lot of slow just because i would rather because speed is your freedom yeah speed is your survival what's worse than having this little you know hand propeller system (laughs) And you're fleeing for your life. And then it goes, doot, 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 battery dead. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I didn't use it. Yeah. Like, I I basically only used it when I needed to rush to the surface because I got a little too... A little too greedy? Well, I just didn't pay attention (laughs) to like, oh, shit, my... Hey... It took three quarters of my oxygen because you can expand your oxygen tank. We said originally it's like 45 seconds. You can build it up to be quite a bit. 235 seconds, I think, is the max. Yeah. And then you can always carry spare tanks, which is a tactic I never do until talking to you. And you were like, yeah, I carry a spare tank. And I went, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) I swear to God, it never occurred to me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I have two tanks. But have you switched them out yet? Not yet. The second tank, it always seemed to only carry half. Okay. So, you know, that's what I would do. Like, I would I would go down, and I would always try and do it off of one tank, but I always had that spare just in case. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, I'm I'm swimming along, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I've used 80% of my tank getting to the depth that I'm at. So even with my spare tank at the speed I can swim, I'm not going to make it to the surface before I die. Yeah. So then I would pull out that bad boy, start propelling, switch tanks, keep propelling, <laughs> like just going, you can make it, buddy. You can make it. It's getting brighter. <laughs> and- you, you should look at getting the um, charge fins, which charge whatever item you have out while you swim. Dude, there's so many items. Well, and that's like, what I was going to say, right? Like, so the game, but the game doesn't have like a massive list of things that you can build. This isn't, this isn't Minecraft where you can build the, the, you know, enterprise. No, right? no, no, no. This is not a, um, this is not a free creative game. It's a survival game. You're building your, the tools and everything that you're building are to further help your survival. Yeah. So like, like it, the submarine, the fins, the thermal suit, mm-hmm. you get one for radiation. Cause after the ship blows up, it's radiated in a certain diameter around it. Yeah. I found out the hard way you grow like a third head. No, you don't. But, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there's a radiation suit. There's one to help you breathe longer. Mm-hmm. The rebreather mask. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's there's a lot of stuff to help you. Um, and and that's where I say there's so much. Yeah, because then I'm also incorporating the fact that you have this item that you then turn into this item that you then turn into this item mm. that you use to make this item. Mm-hmm. You know. And all of that is in your construction list. Yeah. So that's what I mean by there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of it you have to rely on finding blueprints for or building something else Mm -hmm. that then can build all of those things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, where did this giant list of new stuff come from? And then you realize, well, I just built this. Right. Now I now fabricate all of this. Yeah. I just... I could talk about this game for hours. Yeah. And it's a good game. It's it's a good game. It's it's a beautiful game. It's I was going to say the number one thing we do have to talk about though is the water effects. Like when you're swimming in the safe shallows, it's that beautiful coral blue, you know, light dispersing kind of like Hawaii. Yeah, I mean god, like there's Not a that reason I've been there. I'm just saying from pictures. Yeah, from pictures. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is gorgeous. They really did knock it out of the park. They like, really did. Look-wise. They made they made the the dangerous areas definitely feel creepy mm-hmm. and dangerous, but there was still a beauty to them. Like as I said, I looked up some of these like scary monsters and your um ghost leviathan, right? He's very pretty. He he is. He's like a um kind of reminds me of like a jellyfish. With that clear luminescent body, mm-hmm. right? Um, the plant life is absolutely gorgeous. The other fish are from the smallest fish up to the biggest fish. Cuttlefish are the best. They're the cuttlefish are the cute ones. Seriously, look up cuddle. Look up the cuttlefish in Subnautica and tell me that it's not the cutest thing you've ever seen. All right. <laughs> but what I was what I was getting at, just the game itself, right? Mhm. is gorgeous. Um for being especially for being a especially being for being an indie game. Mm-hmm. This game is gorgeous. I I got to say it's it's very gorgeous. I think it's very in-depth. You're right. One of the t- two of the biggest things that I liked were the beauty, the explore. Well, I guess there's more beauty, exploration, and the lore. Those are my top three, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of detail in the lore of everything. Like almost everything you can fucking scan, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to kind of see everything serves a purpose. It's it's really like the ocean. Um. Yeah. Actually, when I was playing earlier this week, and my girlfriend came out. We were, I scanned something that I had never seen before, or I shouldn't say that I've seen it before. I scanned something that I hadn't scanned yet. And I opened up the menu to read out, to read what it was. And that got us going down this whole like list because she was like, oh wait, well that says it's a fish, but it says it's segmented, but fish aren't segmented. It says that it's a, um, that it's a relative of this fish. Let's go look at that fish. So I was like, okay. So we went over and we went to look at a sand shark. We were looking at the sand sharks and she was like, oh my gosh, these look the same, but these aren't da 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 da. And like 30 minutes. don't have necks. Possums don't have necks. <laughs> and we spent 30 minutes just kind of jumping from fish to fish, you know, going through it. However, comma, comma, well, yeah. Semicolon. However, 
comma. I have to talk about the frame rate drops when you breach from the water. Yeah. Now, again, this is an indie game and they get a lot of rope with me because I feel like I have to give them a little bit more leeway, but you will drop down. And this is a thing that we don't really talk about is like performance, quote unquote, right? We don't talk about, you know, yeah, our frame rates or anything like that. Or, I mean, you, you've mentioned 8K and 4K a couple of times. Yeah, but, but those are resolutions, not necessarily frame rates. Right. This um, this is you will have one or two frames a second if you come out of the water too quickly. Yep. And there's no way around that that I have found. But, no, no. It's, it's just a matter of this is a game with a massive amount of data and it's got to load it. And when you're changing from the underwater world to the surface world, which they have still detailed mm -hmm. in the, in the level of detail as the underwater, it's different. It's just got to load that, that new area. Well, and that, and you made it, you just said something that I just realized there's no loading screens in this game. Nope. You load into the world once and that's it. So yeah, jumping between underwater and above water, you're going to get that frame rate drop. Yeah. But you know, but otherwise, I, I, I'm not sure what the frame rates run at this game, but it was pretty smooth. No, I was uh, going to say. I'd I mean, say 60 at yeah. least. And usually, you know, you don't have a lot of texture popping. Sometimes if you're traveling really quickly, sometimes it'll take a minute for the terrain to pop up. Yeah. But again, I mean, those are like, really? Those are pretty much the only things. Minor that... things in an otherwise perfect world. Yeah. Like. Legitimately world. Yeah. This game is my happy place. Like, this is the game that I go to play when, like. Nothing else sounds good or I just need to unwind. I can just swim in this game literally for hours and just you see, and do that, whatever. That's probably the only time that I would ever play this game. Again, mm. In all honesty, it's not a bad game. It's not my type of game. Um, every once in a while, I get a, a hankering for uh, let's go try to survive somewhere. <laughs> and I see myself loading this up and, and playing it because it was fun enough for that. And it definitely was interesting enough. And I know by far I have not seen everything that this game has to offer. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it would be interesting to kind of like go back into that and like, hey, let's let's see what else we can do. Like I still have my saved file. Um, I read into a couple of things because I, I got to a point where I'm like, I have no idea mm -hmm. what the fuck to do next. And even though it does push you in certain directions, there are times where you're just kind of like, yeah. Okay. What, what now? Yeah. Like after that ship blows up, I, I felt like it was forever before they're kind of like, okay, here's your next thing, mm -hmm. you know? And so it does there, there is, I, I will give it that of the sense of like, well, fuck, what do I do to keep surviving? How do I, cause you, it almost, it gives you this hope of, oh, I'm going to escape and oh, nope. Now I need to figure out how to make more of a permanent home. Oh, wait, wait, maybe I can, no <laughs> permanent home. Oh, nope. Definitely. I can escape. Now I'm focused on that. So yeah, it, it it's, it's an all right game. <laughs> it's an all right game. I, I would recommend it. I would, you know, um, for those Xbox players out there, if you have the Xbox Game Pass, it is free. It is. On the Xbox Game Pass. Otherwise, I think it was like 15 bucks. Yeah, it's not expensive. And trust me, it is worth every single penny if you have to pay for it. Especially you if you're into survival games. Yeah. But yeah, so my my ending thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll play it again. 
but it would definitely be one of those downtime have nothing better to do and i'm just kind of feeling like a survival game yeah it's not one that i would go back to it's not my happy place no and Um, i and i totally get that yeah i have other games for that yeah and for me it all really just kind of depends on what mood am i in Mm. You know, do I want to shoot somebody in the face? Do I want to cut somebody with a sword? It's always about killing people. And (laughs) this one, you don't kill. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, my biggest peeve, not being able to kill. I'm I figured as much, but yeah, like I said, this is easily my second favorite game of all time. Just barely being eked out by final fantasy seven, the original. Um, I recommend this game to everybody who will listen to it. If it sounds like it's up their alley, because whether whether you like survival games or not, this game is fun to play. Yeah. It's fun to swim around, and you don't even really have to do anything too extravagant. You you dip in for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, have a swim. You'll have a lot of fun. So so uh, before before we fully wrap this up, mm-hmm. there's another one. Yes, there is. We did not talk about. Um, the below zero sequel is that out yet is it coming out oh it is out yes okay Uh, well it's it was released it was in early access um it's it's really cool because it's it's below zero because they've switched it from being in kind of a more tropical area yeah um it switched to a more Arctic version. Yeah. So there's more like now they've introduced like penguin looking animals. Um, you know, you kind of go under the ice and you're unlike this one, which you are, you are like an unvoiced character every now and then he grunts or something like that, but he doesn't really talk Yeah. in below zero. You actually take on a, like a character who has some personality and she talks. So it's more story driven. So it is a, it is a different character. Yes. It's a different person. Okay. Um, it is more story driven. Okay. Um, unlike this one, it still has those survival so elements. So have you played it? I have not played it yet. Maybe that's something that should be on our list. And, but uh, I will definitely look into it. It's just that I love the original so much. <laughs> I, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes the original is still there, buddy. I know. It's still there. But seeing, seeing a new world with new things, it can bring back that level of, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm one of those people freaking I loved the Jurassic Park movies. They're like one of my favorite movies of all time. Jurassic World comes out. The fucking intro starts and I find myself sitting in the theater and like tears start running down <laughs> oh. my face because that that level of like I'm back. I'm back. And it's new. And yeah. it's something that I haven't seen before or experienced yet, but I'm back. And you know, talking about that mm. that feeling when you beat a game and you're just like, oh my god, it's it's done. Yeah. Like, wh- what what do I do now? To me, when they have that sequel, that new version, I go, this is what I do now, see, and I, I give it a chance. See, so yeah, and I'm more excited that um, there's a Nintendo Switch port coming sometime next year. Yeah. Which means now I can. Take it with me wherever I go. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) But I think that's going to do it for us. Yep. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game game on. on.
Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.